and welcome, welcome to PNB. Uh, grind forever. Ah, this is gonna be like a little. I don't know. It's a DLC content. It's an add-on pack. It's, it is the uh, expansion pass to the PNB episode we did on Mass Effect Three. We did it for Mass Effect be Two. I don't think we did it for Mass Effect One because we did not have much to say about bring down this guy. But I liked it. There but we here go. we are. Here we are. <laughs> you know, kind of putting a bow on Mass Effect. I think for crying forever until they make another one. Uh, Cause, yeah, because we did. I, I think we, we did, did Andromeda, do Andromeda when it came but we could uh, do like no a post mortem because I feel like most people are a lot warmer on Andromeda these days than they were, you know, like a couple years ago. But point being, this is uh, our our sunsetting trail for for uh, Mass Effect on Grind Forever, and what better way to do it than Mass Effect 3's DLC, which is sunsetting its own franchise in a way. Yeah, and um, we're actually going to be doing just the story DLCs. No one actually gives a flying fuck about all of the weapons packs and shit. Yeah, sorry. And if we we can try and do... I might be able to find somebody else from multiplayer, because I know, Kayla, you weren't super hot on it, but... Boy, oh, no, I love playing the multiplayer. fuck out of it, but there really isn't anything to talk about it. I guess there's not much to talk about, because it's literally just, hey, remember that time I fought the, the Cerberus goons again? I remember and... when I had that Tyrion named Pusey. <laughs> that is pretty funny. But, uh... And a Vorcha named Pocket Rocket. <laughs> God, yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about the Vorcha that... I never like playing as the yeah, Vorcha. They always felt like named... a gimped version of, like, fucking... Like, uh, God, we're getting into it already, but, like, uh, Salarians are always very techie, Quarians are very techie. You all, people always filled their roles, but it felt like Vorcha were just worse soldier classes from, like, other, They're like other races anyway. They're just like, fuck they it, are. They are just like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. Like, just shoot me some, and then I'll get stronger as you shoot me, and, like, I'll just fucking tear your throat out or something. <laughs> yeah, because I had a human vanguard named Diane Ream. God, the you, love these puns. you love these show. puns. <laughs> it was a Diane, the Diane Reem show on NPR was my favorite at the time. So I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> Just go whole hog on it. But uh, yeah, no, so. we are focusing more of a lens on the single player. Um, there was plenty of single player DLC. Uh, I was talking a little bit with Caleb before the show started. But uh, this is definitely the height of like premium DLC ex experiences. Um, you know, maybe and maybe not the hype, but also maybe sort of like this is when it started to stop. I feel like the whole season pass or online pass sort of culture uh, diminished a bit. So it was just sort of the end of like premium downloadable content experiences. I feel like outside of things like expansions for live service games or new characters or things like that, like it's it's not really something we really get anymore. I guess the closest thing you could say would be like a Destiny thing, like Destiny 2. Well, I mean, we got a DLC from out, for the Outer Worlds just like a few weeks ago. Yeah, this is true, you know. I that is on me for not uh, keeping tabs on that, but uh, but uh, that I mean that that did come out that is around, but I just I don't know. I feel like it was a lot more common back then, but that was also because EA was doing it. And EA was one yeah. of the biggest names in games, especially back then. Um yeah, because I remember the whole year was just them like, oh yeah, and we bought Bioware, and we bought Dice, and we bought this game. Like and nothing bad ever happened to those studios ever again. We <laughs> bought uh, Firaxis. <laughs> we bought. Yay! Thanks, yay! Mm, I love Firaxis. <laughs> Poor Firaxis. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing these main story DLCs, which is Leviathan, Omega, and Citadel. Um, with a little bit, with a little bit of the extended cut thrown in. I don't remember the non-extended cut. 
So apparently it was just the refuse option where you just walk away and everything gets fucked. Well, I mean, because right? we didn't even talk about the reception that people had to Mass Effect 3 at the time. Like, people were super negative on it in a way where oh, God. people the were not holes. that negative on things Plot all the time. Holes. Plot holes. And, like, I don't like the, the Star Child. It was... I feel the like there Star wasn't child. that much an- animosity on the internet. Like, that's when I first started seeing what I feel like is modern fandom toxicity i feel like where yeah you know you're just petitioning like things on change.org and like yelling at the creators and doing all sorts of fucking oh awful and shit. like sending women death threats sending yeah sending people death threats you know still in vogue in 2020 them. great it's yeah really horrible stuff that i feel like unfortunately uh mass Effect 3 kind of pioneered in like a big gaming space kind of way yeah because it was so well received pretty much like all the way around and uh, you had a a large grasp of people playing that game. Like you had, right. you know, your your normal shooty people. You had, you know, people like me who love just stories and games and like things like that. Like it was a very like cross there's a like there was like a real big like central meeting point for a whole bunch of things. And a lot of people were just like like actual people who deal with stories were like, yeah, okay. Like, this is how the story ends. Fucking like, deal with here's it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about sci-fi. A lot of the times, the ending of a sci-fi story does not stick to landing. I feel like most ends of sci-fi stories, it's really hard to actually nail that. Now, my exposure to a lot of different sci-fi mediums is a little limited, but in almost every case, I feel like, okay, well... You mean like it, Battlestar Galactica? Because that also had a really shitty ending. Yeah, it's like a lot of these shows that we that, that are lauded for like great, great sci-fi, great you know space stuff. Like, uh, you know, it, it can sort of fumble the bag in Mass Effect. You know, I don't, I didn't really dislike it all that much. I'm like, okay, like this is how they're sort of, you know, uh, kind of explain away how the Reapers work and what you're gonna do to stop them, or are you gonna you know like merge with them, this that or the other. It was, it was fine. It was whatever. I didn't super love it. I was definitely one of those guys that was invested in the indoctrination theory at the time. Um, yeah. Because that shit was, like, I don't know, interesting in a way because, like, yeah, Shepard's been in more contact with Reapers than I think literally anybody ever, including fucking Elusive Man. And he's somehow not fucking... Well, he was indoctrinated early on. Okay, oh, yeah, so about right. Jack... <laughs> The elusive man. He was actually indoctrinated by the Reapers, like during the first contact war, because because there was a, a Tyrian cult that were uh, dealing with Reaper tech, and he got indoctrinated. It's in the comic books. You can read it. His name is Jack for real. That's so his outs- name. So yeah, definitely outside of Jack, though. Shepard had a lot of exposure to it. And the thing is, we played those moments where where Shepard had to experience Reaper stuff. We. We're there in Mass Effect One when he fought when he you know faced one down for the first time. Even just being on the same plan on Eden Prime, you know, like there's some weird shit going on the indoctrination there. You know, in Mass Effect Two, you go into a derelict Reaper. He, Shepard is killed at the beginning of Mass Effect Two and brought back with Reaper tech. Like, I thought it was too obvious to not do, but that wasn't the story they wanted to tell. So, and I'm and the I thing think is like I'm elements okay with that. of Reaper tech in Shepard, but I think. With how much money they spent on her, <laughs> like they used what they could learn from Reaper Tech and just use like try to apply it to human biology. Then try to without like the actual software of Reaper. Okay, yeah, I think that makes more sense. I I was under the the impression that there was like some literal Reaper robotics in there somewhere on like no, a micro mm-hmm. level. I think they like I think with I mean trying to bring somebody back from the dead like requires a ginormous amount of financial support. 
Sure. Uh, especially if you're like trying to rebuild organs and like trying to retain you, memories. You know? Yeah. You know? like, like trying to make sure shit. that the person is still the same exact person. Person. Mm-hmm. That is definitely because a big get. you figure out why <laughs> in one of the DLCs, you which sure was not do. the first DLC to be um, released. That one is, was uh, Leviathan. Yeah, um, Leviathan. That was that was that, August that was one night. Twenty twelve. And this is this is after, after they do the whole ending thing. So I don't know how much of this story was written with the uh, extended cut in mind, but I feel like it would be a significant part of it because they're further kind of delving into the past of the Reapers. Yeah. So um, it actually so this actually Leviathan actually harkens back to like a blurb on a planet in Mass Effect One. Um. <laughs> With the Leviathan that. of Dis. Oh, wow, yeah, I remember Leviathan of Dis. So it was the Batarians found this thing mm-hmm. um, that looked. So in this DLC, they say it looks like it's a Reaper. Mm-hmm. But in the blurb on one, I think they say it's like biological. Um, and then it also points out to a couple things like one of these planets has a huge scar that could not be mat like had to be made by a weapon, right? And not right. by like a human and like this thing you can see from space. It's like this huge scar, and it's made by a weapon. Like they're like this is made by a weapon, not by, not by t- plate tectonics. Um, <laughs> but. Um, so that's where it kind of comes from, um, and it just it explores cool like who made the Reapers, mm-hmm. who like these people. This is synthetic stuff. Like something have had to have something made something organic had to have had to have made it because yes, as, mm-hmm. as far as you know, this this universe is, is concerned, you can't like artificial life isn't just literally born. It has to be made. Yeah, yeah. So it has who to made, be made the Reapers? Mm-hmm. So it starts off. Um, with you going to a lab by a guy named Dr. Garrett Bryson, um, and you go to his lab on the Citadel. Mm-hmm. And then you find, um, he's de- he gets killed. Like, his yeah, assistant kills him. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Hey, I found this thing. And then the assistant was just like, Boom, and then the assistant's like, I don't remember what, what happened. Hey, yo, what, what the happened? fuck happened here, man? I don't know. What the, ha- what the fuck happened? It's like somebody um, was trying to shut him up or something, you know? Who yeah, like, say? he went some somewhere too close. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go through, and then he has a daughter, uh, Ann Bryson. I am correct, Ann Bryson. Yeah, she. <laughs> he has a daughter, and you have to go find his daughter. Um who is on this planet that's being attacked by Reapers because the Reapers are also trying to find this, the thing that made the Reaper. Right, of course. Obviously, the Reapers would be interested in, in where Destroying, the fuck they are and yeah. getting rid- and wiping them out because they thought they already did. Yeah. So, and you see, like, on the planet where she's at, like, you see these stone wall paintings of beings, like giving tribute to these things that look like Reapers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're just a little bit more jagged. Um, they're not as smooth. 
They're a little bit more chitinous, I guess it looks like. It's so you can um, tell that they are meant to look like Reapers, but aren't the typical Reaper, even in those weird drawings. Yeah. Like, so you can tell so, that, okay, there's something, something's up here. Yeah, this looks like, huh. Um, so you go there, and then they're like, oh, well, you know, he, my father had this guy at this mining colony, and now he's gone missing. We can't find him. You go to this mining colony, and you see more of those, that globe thing that's in Bryson's office that you figure out, like, this is the thing that the Leviathans use to detect Reapers. Mm. Like, they use this to be like, these, oh, those, the Reapers are here. Orbs. Yeah. yeah, these orbs. Sonar so we things. can go away and, like, hide. Mm-hmm. So you go to the mining colony where everybody's pretty much been, like, indoctrinated, but not by the Reapers. Right, Um, They've been indoctrinated by something else. And it knows you. It's like, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, you need to stop. Stop. You are getting in over your head. There are things at play that are far beyond your comprehension. And that's obviously where, like, the Leviathan things are going. It it, it ties into some sort of, like, Eldritchian old god shit, you know? like uh, Yeah, like, these are actual Cthulhus. Holy shit. They're pretty (laughs) much, yeah, they're pretty much, like, space Cthulhus. So. Yeah. And then you, you go to, like, this water planet. Where all of these ships have just gone down. And then you, like, you actually find, like, the Leviathans. And, like, the drop down and trying to, like, going through the deep sea to find them is really fucking cool. It's really cool because you're in a giant fucking Hulkbuster suit just, like, fucking going through water. Yeah, you're an Atlas mech, yeah. And you just drop and everybody can't find you anymore. They're just like, oh, where the fuck is Shepard? Like, Shepard's disappeared. Uh, this ain't good. This isn't good. Down. This happens too much. Like, I, I could be dead. <laughs> and right. you, you persuade them. Like, no, you did this, assholes. Like, you fixed yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. That is one of my, that, that's why I like it, because it's, it's the little guy sort of standing up to these, you know, all, omnip- not omnipotent, but like these, you know, very powerful, this ancient alien race is like, you literally did this. It is literally your responsibility. You unleashed this blight on the galaxy. You have to at least lend a fucking hand. Yeah, and they're like, "All right, fine." And yeah, and they're just like, like "Fuck fine, you, whatever." And then, and then two more appear and just be like, "Yeah, it's just not just me, dickhead." <laughs> like, all right, fine, we'll go. Clean fine, up fine, we'll help. Uh-huh. And then they like possess. They're able to indoctrinate or uh, synthetics, which I think is interesting. Well, yeah, because and they're organics. So, it it's and they're so old. Like these guys are, like this race is billions of years old. Exactly right. It's not like, like Levi- one of those. The Leviathan of Dis is a billion years old. For like, sure, they are older, as old as sort of like space itself in some kind of way, or at least some kind of implication that like it's one of the first, you know, intelligent beings. And even even when it's on your quote unquote side, you know. It's like they're playing charades almost. They don't really care. Like they're kind of yeah, above like, it all. all right, like I don't give a fine, fuck we'll about fix this shit. But like, shit is. no, they're literally out for their own safety. Because like, well, the Reapers know we're here now, so we literally have to fight. There's no other option. So yeah. fine, Shepard. We'll fucking uh, we'll, we'll fucking throw some of our brain brain waves out there, and you know, and lend a hand, I guess. Yeah. So so I don't know. It, it, it's it was it's cool. a fairly short. DLC. It's like one or two hours. It, it was pretty short, but I did kind of like the lore lore dump aspect of it. Of like, yeah, like you know, 
they kind of built the AI Star Child program thingy that, uh, you know, like, in it started questioning things and, like, you know, every single story about artificial intelligence, you know, gets too smart, gets self-aware, things go bad. You, you freak out, you try and kill it, 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 it tries it, it, to defend itself. It defends itself and kills you and it's like, oh, I need to do this more. Well, these are just, like, the fallacy of, like... We can't kill humans, but logically, like, humans are going to... We need to protect humanity, but by doing so, we're going to fucking kill humans because we're protecting them from themselves. But right. it's over and over and over and over and over again. And that is the Reaper's <laughs> point, is that, like, you its know... Its logic is... It's doing its job. It, it, it is, will save trillions down the line or something like that. Like, some yeah, kind of, like, you know, mechanical, numbers-based ration... Excuse, excuse me. Rationale. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was an interesting way to paint the Reapers in a way that's like, you know, yeah, obviously they, they look like some kind of big monster menace or what have you. And, and they are to a, a pretty significant extent. But I don't know, like with Leviathan tying it into more of like a sort of typical AI synthetic organic relationship uh, and like, oh, I don't because I, I don't even know how the fucking first Reaper, like, I don't know how the AI even that killed was a Leviathan. So, ooh. Wait, how, how first one the... was Sovereign. Sovereign was the first Reaper. Right, I did forget about that. But like, how did that AI kill the Reaper, or kill the first Leviathan to begin with? I actually don't know that. I'm sure it I did mean... something kind of in secret, and then, like, fucking sneak attacked him. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sick of this shit. You're going to fucking flush me down the toilet. I'm not having it. Yeah. So, yeah, so I uh... forgot Sovereign. Is, Sovereign really is the first Reaper, and he's, like, uh-huh. he is everywhere in Mass Effect 1, and he's just and the first Reaper. And murder the shit out of him. <laughs> Oh yeah, love it. Um, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna pull some quotes uh, from some of the um, the reviews. Uh, Richard Cabot, uh, Cabot of GameSpy described the narrative of Leviathan as Mass Effect equivalent to someone in World War II deciding to finally track down and weaponize Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a lot of people were like, "This is really good." A couple people were like, this was a lore that we didn't need to know the answer to. It is a little bit of like a prequelitis of of explaining the thing, the big thing that didn't have an explanation before. Well, now we're just going to throw it in there. And I like, wanted I, to know exactly, like it, to want, to some extent, like yeah, I mean, it would be like obviously the Reapers are, are synthetic. Obviously, they had to come from somewhere. That is interesting conceptually, just to kind of go behind, but. I also understand not everything needs an explanation, and not everything yeah. needs to be like just. But also, know, thrown in your not face. everything needs to be tied up in a nice little package. Like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes and, endings yeah. suck. <laughs> Mass Effect is not a romance novel, honey. Right. They don't need happily ever afters all the fucking time. For sure. But um, sure. was there was, was there anything else in Leviathan though besides that kind of lore dump when you're going down the ocean, the ocean planet actually? Uh, was there anything else that really stuck out? Because I remember there's some tiny stuff in there. Like, uh, I don't know if it was like the main dude, uh, his head or something, but you keep like a husk, a husk head ornament yes, in your and fucking screams, room and it just and it yells at you. And you keep it, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is so fucking weird. But I'm like, is that the dude that like you're you're trying to look for his dog? Is that that guy? Or I, no, maybe that's it's just, just a, husk. a husk head. I'm it's fine with it just being head. a husk head, but, but it's just like, man, that's, that's no, fucking it's silly. No, it's just a husk head he has. And he just and yells at you. And it's screams. You tap the glass, oh. and it's like it's like it's what a goldfish would wish it could do to you. Just yell at you. Yeah, and um, what's his name? Oh my god, uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s character, uh, Vega. Vega. 
he like has a big thing in in the DLC too. Like he's in the lab. Like with oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a strange sort of like one-off thing for him that like it is. But you know what? You need moment. to have him in there. It's, he's kind of adorable. He's just a I big like meathead. him. He's he's a meathead, but he's also a huge dork at the same time. Like he's yeah. not a douchebag. He he can yeah. try and sometimes be a douchebag, but like he's more like a puppy trying to be a douchebag. This is correct. <laughs> so after Leviathan, the same year came out Omega. Which was November twenty seventh. That's a and big that year for Mass That was the at the time of its release. It was the largest DLC for Mass Effect three because Leviathan wasn't very long. It was like two gigs, and it clocked in around four hours. Um, and it actually like wraps up a plot that is in the Dark Horse comics mm-hmm. for Mass Effect, which is. Um, Cerberus takes over Omega. Omega, yeah. Omega gets taken because over. Because it's right next to the FTL for um, the Collectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and its power base is, is Alien, who... And Arya Talok does not like the Elusive Man because her daughter is killed by a Cerberus operative. Hmm. In the second Mass Effect book. Like an Asari that is her daughter. Interesting. Like, is that's murdered a, that, by Cerberus. I had so she no idea like what to do that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. And then they take over because it's independent. It's away from the Citadel. It's like it's neutral waters, but in space. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so they take it over because aliens live there. So <laughs> it's and it's and like Arya, a strategic spot, and Arya's like, "Fuck you!" Like, this is my shit. She's she's kind of emblematic of like you know boss bitch kind of thing. Yeah, um, she's the she's the queen. No one right. fucks with Arya, and you're like, man, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't have to like wax po- poetic at me. Like, just say like I'm in charge. I've been in charge for centuries, and I'll be like, yeah, cool. Like, no one fought. All right, cool. Like, but not, you don't I'm going need to Shakespeare. Whip your dick, <laughs> your dick out at me. That's fine. <laughs> I really wish my shepherd just been like, that's cool. Like, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, just a renegade interrupt the tower to shut the fuck up. <laughs> just stop. I just get like, it. I get it. You're a you dumb. you feel good about yourself now? You're a dumb. I get it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, you're... Good you for you. You are straight up dumb. Let's go. Um, but I'll be honest, so, Kayla. I don't remember too much of Omega's plot. I remember, like, it was a big mission. It was a big, like, DLC pack because you also got... You know, exclusive squad mates for these missions. Um, yeah, so which... you get a female Turian, which is the first. It's the first time a female Turian has been portrayed in the games. Mm-hmm. Um, female Turians have been on the comics, uh, but they've never been in the game. And I think that's kind of like a test for them for Andromeda mm, to yeah. see like okay. what how they could do a female Turian in model in the game, which is fine. Like, the female yeah. Turians look fucking badass as shit. Yeah, they look cool. Um, I'm surprised it took this Yeah, long. they're really cool. And that's Nereen Kandros, uh, uh, who is actually related to Vetra in uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. She actually talks about it. Um, nice. <laughs> Vetra actually talks about Nereen in um, Mass Effect Andromeda. I thought the Turian that would be in this DLC would be this uh, Praetor whatever that was in Mass Effect 2's 
shadow brokers like vid files that you see like you see this almost pure white Tyrion like blowing people up which yeah, is I really fucking cool about. yeah and i was like that's gonna be fucking awesome like i want him in the next game and he's not in the next game and i was like mm. all right cool i guess Nereen candros is it um and then you find out like Nereen and Arya like dated <laughs> um yeah. this is definitely at a time where like lgbtq stuff was not as prevalent in games so and mass Effect was one like, of those series that was pushing that for sure oh they were like uh kate and Alenko is is bisexual? Uh, pa, 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 pa. Like, you can be pa, 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 bisexual. Pa, pa, pa? You can yeah. have you can have a lesbian human relationship in Mass Effect Three. <laughs> With what? Like we've come a long way since down, then, guys. but it but it was it is interesting that they had that sort of back plot of like yeah we did like see each other for a while and actually I'm not I'm not sure how this actually goes down on a sort of biological level. How long do Turians actually live? Do they live about long, they live the, about as long as we do? As we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Because it's always weird to me that, like, a sort of romance relationship thing is, you know, tied to how long people live. I feel like that would be very difficult if I was, if, if, if an Asari has to go through so many different lives. Yeah. Which I'm sure they go into a little bit, but I'm kind of getting off track. Um, yeah, so you go to, you, you're like, Arya's plotting in Purgatory, which is on the Citadel, about getting revenge. And you're like, mm. fuck yeah, we hate Cerberus too. Let's go. Yeah, let's fuck them uh, up. <laughs> so that's what the thing is. It's you go to Omega. You meet Nyrene Kandros, who's trying to protect the civilians that were left, like, in there uh, from Cer- from Cerberus. Um, and she's like, but Arya, you were a fucking asshole. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like you were awful, but people st- and there is a choice. Like, do you want to? Do you want Noreen to be in charge, or do you want Arya to be in charge? Mm-hmm. And Arya's everybody's like Arya's in charge. Sorry, like <laughs> she's it. She's we're all bottoms. Like, yeah, sorry, she's the sorry. We'll the take top her. Dumb. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it you know, and it's Noreen is calm and. Like trying to like calm Arya's rage in it, and that's pretty much what it is. It's you trying to go and get back Omega, and it's these two influences of Noreen and Arya, like trying to decide, like trying to sway your decision on hand- right. how to handle things. Is it sort of like a uh, personification of like Paragon Renegade? Is that what you think? That's pretty where much. Trying to go? It kind of felt like it, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I played it once, and I was like, meh. I mean, I don't really like Arya Talok anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, the actress who voices her came out like, Mwah, like she's great. But I was just like, I fucking hate Arya Talok. Yeah, it's a trope character for sure. So I definitely get not, not being into you it. You know, but it's not a bad trope. It's not a bad trope. Like Arya isn't a bad like. She's a woman in power, and I love that. Like, fuck the patriarchy. Like, let's go, women girl boss let's go but it was just like man she was just uh. and it wasn't on the wii u version of mass effect 3 so god yeah uh we you did not get poor this. wii u <laughs> version all you got was leviathan and that was it well you got leviathan yeah. you got Jaffic, and that yeah that's all they got for that's you it. god what so, a weird, then, weird era yeah and then the last dlc didn't come out until pretty much like it came out march 5th 2013 so it was like a year almost a year exactly Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was Citadel. And that was, like, the piece of resistance of the, cherry you know, on the top. game. 
like you like you finish playing this you make sure you like once you hit end game you cannot play this right like, sorry, right they, they'll let you know um, just like yeah you gotta kind of got a little old save or like get to a certain point but yeah so Cit- citadel if i'm not mistaken you know we were kind of talking about thematically how a lot of sci-fi doesn't have that sort of like romance novel happy ending but this really feels like it was a sort of send up to sort of shepherd's relationships shepherd's characters shepherd's crewmates it felt like you know having one so, last sort of hurrah before we have to actually go and and, and fight the reapers it felt like the yeah it was like the one last like we're on all leave like let's go and then but there's there's like you are undercover and like kind of spy things and there's double crossing and then you find out that Cerberus made a clone of you just for extra body parts god and that that thing was sentient and that thing is that person is not happy no certainly not and and a Cerberus operative, like, finds this shepherd and, like, sets her loose. And, um... Dark shepherd. Dark shepherd. But, like, there's a whole bunch of fun in-jokes and shit like that. Um, it is literally pr- brim with, like, fan service uh, in-jokes. It is. Like, yes, uh, and at the end there's a bits. party... Where everybody gets drunk. Everybody gets drunk and you can have sex with pretty much like anybody as a sort of gag. Almost an homage to Mass Effect romance scenes of the It past. also depends. Yeah, it really depends on who your romance is- option is. And of course, like, they make fun of Shepard's dancing. And <laughs> if you're if you're a female and you're dating Garrus, you'd be like, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> but he, also, he's dancing really bad. They all dance bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's you know, no it's good al- dancers. I, I almost feel like that's like the EA engine or like the origin. Of, was it Frostbite back then? I don't think it was Frostbite it was, back then. No, it wasn't. It was just, it was their engine. Whatever was, engine they it had. It was Bioware's engine. They couldn't make them dance great. So they're just like, yeah. in, in universe, they're just like, yeah, Shepard sucks at fucking dancing. This is hilarious. But it's like a meshing of Mass Effect 2 and 3's like crew members. Like they're finally getting right. together. And they're kind of just swapping stories like these two big families just like slamming together. It's like if you, if you got just, your high school friends hanging out with your college friends and they get along. Yeah. And they fight together and they goof off. And like, uh, Callie yeah, calls Rex like her like fun granddad or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had that definitely a vibe in Mass Effect 3. Rex in Mass Effect 3. Is like some kind of fucking John Goodman, fucking grumpy yeah, old man. Yeah, he's like the grumpy old man. Too old for the shit. Um, with grunt, you have to bust him out of. You have to like get him out of, <laughs> jail, out of jail because he just yeah. goes completely batshit crazy. Like there's a there's a cutscene of him falling from like the sky. He falls right so next far. To, like, <laughs> just the I remember the the camera because you see him fall while everybody's just in the room. Yeah, there's, like, a Solarian doing something, and then there's just Grunt just falling behind him, just going, ah. Um, yeah, but it's, you know, oh. it's this shepherd. The the clone shepherd is trying to take your place because, you know, it knows that it's, it knows it's descended from greatness, and it's trying to grasp that greatness on its own. Mm-hmm. And then you, it's you fighting your own self. It's a really, it's like a man versus man type of situation. Like, right. man versus himself. Right, um, right. And of course, there's the right. I should go jokes. Um, yeah, I should go. And then the shepherd saying shepherd, or like Rex and Grunt Re- saying Rex shepherd. Rex and Grunt saying shepherd. Like um, uh, all kinds of silly stuff like that. And like I said, um, 
One of and my favorite like, things was the, the romance stuff in there. Like it, this is before like Saints Row Four really just fucking flipped the script well, on. Saints like, Row Four was just like we're parodying romance. The fuck out of this because it's so good. It's um, God, it's really funny. But, uh, but like they they team up together, like they like during one of the biggest fight scenes, like it's two groups and they're fighting things, but they're also competing against each other, like in a friendly <laughs> competition to see who could kill the most. And they have different like different team names for themselves. God, that's uh, funny. <laughs> but then you find out like it is you, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, I kind of wanted to be like. Like brother, like sister, let's go. Let you know, like go, go shoot this bitch. Like get in my ship. Let's be a family. Like come on, let's go. Like let's go fight reapers together. Like and go have a manicure. Um, <laughs> get a, get some mani pedis. You know, just go. Get uh, some mani pedis and nice you get a sweet town. ass like sweet uh, apartment from Anderson. It is a the most lavish apartment I've seen. Oh, in fucking it's it is games. my dream fucking apartment, man. For oh, sure. I, Oh, that bath! That bathtub alone makes me just like <laughs> goals. Oh yes, it is. It is my literal goal to have a house like that. It is fantastic. Like it is my sweet goal. And then of course, like James Vega is drunk, and him and Jacob are doing a pull-up competition in God the guest bathroom. Damn it! That was so fucking funny. Because uh, yeah, Grunt, you find Grunt like hung over, like in the shower, just like. Argh. I didn't know it, I could get hung over. ridiculous like it's so crazy and depending on where you play it in the game like certain characters will be in it or they won't be in it right like if you play it early enough miranda's not really in it but samara's in it uh because you and you can't get it after act two or you can't access it until after act two which is Mm -hmm. when thane dies right because there's Um, a there's a big reason why we need you need thane to die in order for this like Sort of reminiscent, uh, like whimsical. Let's hang out with our friends. It's a a memorial. It well, I mean, there is a Thane memorial. Yeah. Um, And you can't. Okay, so in Mass Effect Two, you can flirt with Samara, and she's like, "If I wasn't a Justicar, we'd totally be." I would be jumping (laughs) your bones right now. I would totally. And she, you can talk about that to her in the DLC, like. Because you have, like, these little things, uh, like, vignettes with your love interest. Like, if you don't have love interest with anybody else, but you wanted to be with Samara, she'll be like, you know what? After this, like, I'm down. Let's go. Right. Like, right. okay. In a, in a kind um, of mature way of, like, because, t- you know, like, yeah. even Mass Effect has that, that uh, sort of, not stigma, but just, like, you know, you talk a but couple also, times and you can bone. But having yeah. a deeper conversation about, like, romance and... and in this context of a giant space opera is pretty cool too. But there's also fun things to do like as friends. Like with Zaid, you go to a fucking arcade. God. <laughs> you go to an arcade with Zaid and you fucking like shoot like do a shooty game with him. Uh and it's so funny. Because the top the top contender in that in that high score thing is a fucking bolus. God, of course it fucking is. Jesus. Now, am I <laughs> not mistaken, so or does Garrus take you back to that old sniper spot or whatever, that old perch on the Citadel? Oh, shit, I does don't he remember. or not? Because I, I feel like I remember. Because now I'm, uh, this might be just no. That's just something you do. Two. Okay. In one, and you just do that like just to like 
you know, the last thing you do is just you just hang out with people. Um, right. With Tally, you watch Fleet and Flotilla oh like a sleepover. Oh, that's so fucking funny, which is a reference to just a throwaway line in Mass Effect 2 that everybody loved because that fucking Turian is getting cut by a fucking Quarian. Not yeah. literally, but figuratively. It's just... like, well, you know, we can... Yeah, it's literally like these two beings that technically they can be together, but they're totally different. It's like a... it's Interspecial it's, physiology. It's, yeah, I mean... <laughs> But it's just, well, I mean, Turians and, and uh, Corians can eat the same food. Right. <laughs> uh, their amino acids are the same, so they can actually can do the same thing. Um, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Trainer? Uh, oh, fuck. What is her yes, it's Trainer, because it's, it's the same voice actress who's one of the main voice actors in Dragon Age Inquisition as a female Inquisitor. I recognized the voice like right off the bat. It was so dumb. I can't believe I remembered that. But I was Samantha like, Trainer. Samantha, Samantha Trainer. Like she gets drunk, and Edie says something about because she says that Edie's voice was attractive because she's <laughs> gay. Right. Uh, and then Edie says something about it, and it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it is all these sort of silly fun moments, and like it's, it's silly fun moments that just that is the whole expansion like, almost. You know, yeah, because you can fuck you can fuck Dravik, uh, Javik, uh, you can I th- fuck I, Vega. I might have said Vega's that. And Vega's like, let's never that, yeah. speak of this ever again. Like, I love how I Vega's just, so sheepish about it. It's just like, I respect you too much. This is definitely a mistake. He, let's yeah, talk about it weird. Anymore. I can't believe I did this. Like, uh, I fucked see, my hero. We're exactly right. <laughs> and and Javik's over there, like, man, uh, you cavemen, fuck good, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, man, I've been missing out. <laughs> yeah, like. I haven't gotten off in 10,000 years. 50,000 years. <laughs> uh, though, there's a whole bunch of headcanon going on that after everything happens, like Javik and Liara get together. Sure. <laughs> Fuck it, and why not? And have babies. Like, like, uh, that's so, so fucking cute and wholesome. <laughs> Javik was kind of oh, racist so and Asari were the only people that they kind of even remotely cared about. Yeah. Yeah, I think I completely forgot about that part in. Um, was it from Ashes? No, in the um, in the actual game when we talked about it on Grind Forever, I was like, I've completely. I think I completely forgot about a Thame. Like they got us a Thame, and it was actually like a Prothean beacon. And Javik's like, God, Yeah, right. we, we did this. Like, yeah, because you were the best like yeah you were, you were the you first were the first you were the first people to get us to uh, space so we kind of gave you a little little reward well, for they your were just like we recognized what you could be we right. recognized your greatness so we wanted to shape it to make sure like we like you could carry you on could, and you could carry on and you could join us eventually at the table yeah like, you saw like, your potential oh, and we everything. recognize you and that brings me to the point again that i said in the last episode is what is the fuck does that scene even look like without Javik there? Because I feel like that is crucial information and crucial yeah. like lore for not only you know Asari's as, as a whole, but also Liara. You know, yeah. Like, like that's well, a I mean, big you have deal. to have Liara on the team. She she's she's a required member on that team. Like you can't take her off of it, right? But yeah, like what would what would you do if you had like I don't know? Like they, uh, everybody grunt. would be like, what the <laughs> fuck, like. I'm sure Caden wouldn't be like, man, another fucking beacon. Like, didn't we just deal with this shit? Like, great, uh, yeah, great, another the beacon. First beacon. Yep. You know, <laughs> like this shit again. Oh, great, Shepard's gonna get great. fucking mind raised again. Whoops. Yeah, great, 
like your cipher did this and you're like great thanks like fuck you i hate you (laughs) i also i remember i remember just having i liked having javik on the team anyway because i just thought he was a powerful unit so he was oh yeah on my squad and most of the time it was him and tally a lot i because as a stereotypical nerd i had a little thing for tally because you know she's of course he did every Mm -hmm. fucking nerdy white guy had a thing for tally it's fact. It's oh, fact. yeah, absolutely. It's a fact. fact. If you didn't have it for Liara, you had it for Tally. Yep. Um, Sorry, Miranda. <laughs> yeah. Poor Miranda. Um, but yeah, like, and then like, all right, cool. You did your, you did your ending of Citadel. Everything wrapped itself up with a nice little, neat little package. Um, and then you could just <laughs> do the, do the ending. Like this was it. This was the last, you know. Hoorah! Everything was, you know, not not people... to get not to get too like crestfallen or like downtrodden or what have you, but it's like being able to actually say goodbye to someone before you know they're gonna, you know, not be there anymore. Like, yeah, I've... it's those kind of vibes, and and literally they they tr- touch on that so that sort of stuff with Thane. You know, we kind of were dancing around Thane a little bit, but you know, you have the Thane memorial, and if you romance Thane, Thane will actually be there in like some kind of like has well, some kind of final words for Shepard. He'll sh- his son will show up. That um, Coliat will actually oh, show Coliat, up. Right. You'll have like a, a little memorial um, if you've romanced him. Right. Um, it'll be like an Which actual memorial. Such a nice touch of detail. And like, you know, it sort of rewards you for like sticking to your sort of path on, on these you know, relationship stuff. Mass Effect was very like, I don't know, very mature with a lot of its relationships, I feel like. Uh, especially by, by the time you got to two and three. You know, like it didn't. Yeah. See, uh, it, and obviously, you know, with Citadel being such a send up and, and sort of a celebration of Mass Effect, of course they're going to get a little jokey with it. But you know, all that all that stuff with Thane, all that stuff with like, oh shit, did they do anything for? Because by then, you know, like Morden's dead. Do they do anything for Morden? I don't remember. Uh, I don't. There was so much that like they could not get to everybody. I don't I'm even. Sure. Maybe it was still too fresh. Maybe it would just be like, yeah, too soon, man. <laughs> That shit would have just fucking happened. Yeah. Wait, if it's after just... Act Two, does that mean that that fucking uh, the Legion's dead at that point too? Yeah, Legion oh, isn't in there. Oh man, that's rough. I believe. I would love to see him try and get drunk. That would have been that would have been oh, God, fantastic. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. imagine the Geth trying to get a, a Geth getting drunk and subsequently getting all the other Geth drunk at, at the same time. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. So it actually, yeah, yeah. Oh man. No, but Citadel was a great sort of send off to the series. It was going to take a few years off. Yeah, we like we had an inkling that they were going to continue. Like, I feel like they talked about Andromeda as soon as like 2014 or something. Like, yeah, we're gonna do like it's we're making another Mass Effect with different characters. It's gonna happen. Uh, I I feel like it was very soon after. Like, maybe as soon as like the Inquisition hype died down or something. Like, yeah, Mass Effect's coming back. We're bringing it back. Yeah, they were like, this is the new, like, this is the start of a new trilogy. <laughs> like, yeah, because it was announced in 2015. Mm, okay, yeah, 2015, okay. Um, Which, that's the year, no, 2014 was when Dragon Age Inquisition came out. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that, And they yeah. were like, because it was two different studios. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did, they, like Montreal. they released it, um, announced it in 20. 20- 
2015, and then they released it in 2017 in March. Yes. Uh, they Because EA cut no the time reason. in half and the budget. Cut the time and budget, but still front. had the, had them hand-strung to the fucking Frostbite engine with la- all yeah. that lack of time and budget, which, you know... You know the, what? I don't the, you, mind Andromeda mm. with the Frostbite engine. But I you might you might say that a lot of that money went to Battlefront. It you did. might say. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck you, hey hey. <sighs> and you know what? They sadly got rewarded for it because I think between the two Battlefronts, they've sold like 30 million units or fuck, some shit but like that. But people still hate Battlefront. But yeah, I mean, it's not great in the public perception overall. And they've had to do a lot in the years to kind of pretty it up. But oh, God. Oh, yep. poor so. EA. Well, not poor EA, but poor everybody who works under EA, let's say. <laughs> yeah, poor Bioware. Poor like, Bioware for mm. sure. God. Cause but like, after that was, was Anthem. Like the golden time for Bioware was Dragon Age, like 1, 2, Inquisition, and then Mass Effect 1, 2, 3. Um, like, this was like the fucking golden age. Yeah, Inquisition was definitely the end of Bioware's golden age. For sure, and they and what a um, fucking send off! Like, that, yeah, yeah. Listen to that our game fucking was a masterpiece. Episode. And how long did it take Travis Foster to play that game? <laughs> oh God, too long. And he's like, "This is a great game." And like, uh huh. We told you. you. He's doing that to another game right now. What is he doing that and to? He's now? like, I'm trying to remember. He was, uh, he was playing a game, and he's like, oh, "I should have played this earlier." And I really wanted to tweet it. Really, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Happens more than you think, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, I told you this game was great, and you fucking idiot. Like, I hate you. Uh, yeah, I recently replayed Mass Effect 3, and I didn't finish it by the time we recorded the episode, so I finished it a couple weeks ago. Nice, very nice. And I forgot about the last <laughs> mission. Oh, you mean you forgot all about that ever. fucking once once a harbinger zaps you into space? Yeah, no, like I forgot like Operation Hammer yep. and like going into the Citadel and I was like, man, can we just get like all of the goodbyes? Like It is like a solid two hours of saying goodbye. <laughs> it it is, is a lot. It is just like, can we just I, I we and get then, it like we gotta have Anderson die and now we gotta have fucking Elusive Man die and we're gonna talk. We're gonna get up to the fucking the the citadel, Star the child, beacon, and then it teaches you like, and it and assigns the people like how to do it. And then at the end of the symbiosis ending, Shepard is fucking dead because she drops herself into the goddamn beam, like. <laughs> and and like deatomizes into the beam and becomes some kind of yeah. consciousness within the reaper. And then and... The, the long cutscene after. About how everything is perfect and wonderful, like hundreds of years, and just like Jesus, like by this time you should guys be catching up with Andromeda and being like, "Hey guys, re- remember when y'all left 650 <laughs> years ago? Well, we they, just caught God, up with you." That would be fantastic to see, like an Andromeda sequel where they go back to Mass Effect main timeline and main galaxy, and everybody's a bunch of fucking like. No, like no, it's just, like, the people, shit. like, from the Mass Effect main galaxy go to, like, follow up with Andromeda, and they're like... What the fuck happened to you? Like, what? What the <laughs> fuck, guys? What went down? What went down? Like, I know Shepard died, but what ago, happened? But it, we just woke up, and why are you all, like, weird green, like, hexagonal 
like shaded. Like what? What do you mean? That would man. <laughs> that is an that was a very interesting story for like what they could do with the future. Like in Andromeda yeah. Two is like all right. What and that would be okay. This is almost meta too meta, but like all right. The Andromeda mission was a failure. We're going back to the the Milky Way. Uh, and, no, they and literally that, can't do that. There's not enough. Like they they literally can't. They're stuck there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like too meta. Andromeda is them like going there and then like sinking the ship. Got to figure it out. Like, <laughs> no, we did this. This is it. Like, we're here to stay. Like, there's no going back. Like, we're we're that's like the pilgrims, <laughs> pilgrims, the pilgrims going to the America pilgrims. and be like, fuck it, we can't go back to England. We're stuck here. We got no rations. No, nowhere to get we're back. We're done. Yeah. We we make a go of this. We made a commitment. We do it. Still, I do want to like put a bow in there for sure. England coming over and being like, so what the guys were you the fuck were you doing? Like, well, I mean, all this fucking time. And not to go too much into like a fanfic realm, but like, what if a synthesized you know humanity was able to achieve that kind of travel where they could go back and forth between galaxies because they yeah. don't really die in a traditional kind of way? Like, I don't know. There's there there's so much potential for Mass Effect, and I think that's the whole point of like not only Citadel, not only the DLC, but just of, of Mass Effect in general, like, there's so much potential for this 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 universe, this world, like, even outside of the whole Shepard Reaper main conflict, like, there's so much to flesh out and so much to have fun with, and, like, that's why we talk about this fucking series for so long. You probably could put all this podcast together and have, like, a six-hour show. Like... Hey, you know this- what? Uh, that's fine. Do it. Get it. <laughs> please. Please listen to the podcast. No, but, um... <laughs> Um, but kind of, I guess, wrapping up thoughts then uh, on just, I guess, Mass Effect as a whole on this show or just Mass Effect. I, I just, it's not hey. a series that I feel like is going away, like, from our subconsciousness. Like, we like it a lot. We still really have a lot of respect for, especially that first trilogy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like it's definitely up Mass there. Mass Effect 1, like, perfect. Uh, it holds, perfect. it definitely holds up. That game is not fucking perfect. Like, if I still... <sighs> People keep like holding the the Mass Effect trilogy. It's the biggest fucking sham in video games. The Mass Effect uh, trilogy remaster because it's not. I feel like it's not going to happen. But could they even re- like? Wouldn't it be a very monumental effort to make Mass Effect one more in the style of two and three? I feel like that would be very no. difficult. No. You think it would just they be just a camera thing and like gameplay in. thing? They need to stop the pop in because that was yeah. awful. And, like, the weird-ass random crashing, because it was literally the first time Bioware ever did anything in Unreal 3, because that's all those games are in. Remember, remember, you could not install that game. Xbox 360 introduced a thing in, like, 2009, 2010, where you can install games to the hard drive, so they didn't spin the disc and get the, the, the fucking system so hot, because they were so fucking worried about Red Ring of Death, that they wanted yeah. to keep your system as cool as possible. Uh, Mass Effect would crash uh, at if you tried to use any of your squad mates' commands directly. Uh, if you installed that game to your hard drive, it would just crash the entire game. <laughs> and you could only do, yeah, Mass Effect 1, you could only do the DLC while you were on fucking line. Ooh, you had to man. be online the entire time to use the fucking, mm. So they could definitely like, fix that if they wanted to remaster the trilogy for sure. Yeah, who, yeah, who doesn't like a nice time trial? Space Station? <laughs> it's, I'm, I am curious though, because like, now that we're getting into the Xbox Series X and the PS5 generation, like, how prettied up can you make those games look? Like, I, I, I'm very curious. There's, because there's a point where that should not be done. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not going to look like a brand new game, obviously, but I'd be very curious to see, like... They'd God, have to strip that game to the bones. The glow-up on Mass Effect 1 on, like, a PS5 would probably be insane if they could, if they could mm-hmm. do it right. 
Oh, yeah. Which, and now so you're yeah, to the point the... where it's nostalgia. Yeah. Like, yeah. now we're just nostalgic for Mass Effect because, like I said, it was, like, the the last of the trilogy was, like, eight years ago, you know? More than yeah. eight years ago. So now mm-hmm. it's one of those times we look back fondly and just, yeah, remember remember when Kayla stayed up for, like, 72 hours or, or like, 30 hours or just brute forced the way through the story? I remember that. Because <laughs> P&B was fucking around back then. Good Lord. Yep. I talked <laughs> about that game nonstop. So, yeah. So that's that's it. That's our last... Uh, Mass Effect, grind forever, kids. Oh, and <sighs> oddly, I'm I'm sort of uh, I don't know in a weird mindset about that because it's it's one of those franchises where like okay, we're always gonna have stuff to talk about because me and Kayla can talk about Mass Effect for fucking ever. We we still probably could do new episodes of of Mass Effect Grind Forever if we wanted to, you know. Like no. we, we literally talked about the multiplayer. How we're just writing that off for a we bit. We could because, just serialize like, the whole fucking game and just audiobook it. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I do hope they they do some kind of remaster treatment. I'm not saying they have to make it fucking from the ground up and like you know it could just be make it as make it as simplistic of a port job as the Mario collection. Just literally put put the fucking executable files on the PS5. I don't care. Like yeah, but it'll people, be backwards compatible on the on the Xbox. So oh well, then there you go. Xbox is already thinking ahead because like, it's on Game Pass. Is it really? God damn. Mm-hmm. Well, it will be on Game Pass because it's on um, EA. It's on EA's thing, and that uh, starting November is going to be. It's going to be combined with Microsoft, uh, with Microsoft's online. uh, Hell yeah, Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass is continuing to be a fucking incredible, incredible service for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Play the Mass Effect trilogy on there if you haven't played it before. Like, play play these games. They definitely hold up. They. They hold up in a narrative sense. Maybe gameplay-wise, Mass Effect 1 might not hold up for you as well. Ooh, Hard to yeah, say. Yeah, it's a little rough. It's a, Hard it's a to say, rough. but if you can handle that sort of like old, like early 360-gen jank, I think you're going to be in for a good time. Mass Effect 1's story is still very good, very and like self-contained. fun run animations, because, man, Mass oh Effect 3's running is so hilarious. <laughs> oh, I remember that when the demo came out, and I, the, the first thing I saw on Mass Effect 3 in engine was that run, and, and then somebody put the J. Jonah Jameson laugh right after it. <laughs> She's like crab walking, crab running, not crab walking, crab running, crab sprinting. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Definitely weird. All right, guys. Well, sign us off, Mr. Dylan. Well, then, if you want to support all of our endeavors that we do here on PNB from Grind Forever to PNBFM to Rant.exe, all these little ventures that we're up to, you can support us over at patreon.com slash PNB, where you're going to get these shows and many more early, an entire week early, uh, from the main feeds. Um, It also just helps keep our servers up um, and hosting and things like that. Any little bit you can do definitely gives us a, a huge amount of relief on our end. Um, and let's see here then. If you want to follow Kayla on Twitter, she is at Kayla Neal Writes. Um, if you want to follow myself on Twitter, you can follow me. I am at Tierney. And uh, if you want to follow PNB in general, you know, for anything from the main feed, you go to go to PNB Cast on Twitter. I tend to update that with any sort of breaking news or if we need to push things back or anything. So definitely if you want to stay updated on uh, PNB stuff, that is a good place for it. But, uh, Kayla, do you have anything to plug before we go? No, nothing. I have nothing to plug. Nothing to plug. Just keep listening to PNB. She'll be here. She'll be... Uh, yeah. So if you want to uh, listen to us, like I said, you can go to pnbcast.com as well. That's where our main site is hosted. 
Um, and, you know, we're on iTunes, and we're not on Spotify yet, but I am working on that. Uh, TL's been keeping... TL's been, TL's been feeding me production notes, basically, from his stuff on uh, Live from the Pool House, which, hey, go listen to that, too. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that show's great. For listen to that. sure. Listen to Live from the Pool House and, uh, and support our man, uh, TL Foster, for sure. But uh, we should... We, Maybe I'll get our PNB shows here on Spotify soon. That'd be very nice. Um, mm-hmm. So keep a lookout for that. But um, for myself and Kayla, then, oh, what's a good answer quote? Fuck. Uh, I, I should, should go. go. <laughs>